everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with this psychic sister this is katie weaver and i'm here for the friday pop-up and we're back at it with more valo stuff so <laughs> this one is this is another document that came from that big huge document dump that came out of the chandler police department about 10 days ago and it is a doozy and I want to share it and talk about it because, well, because we should. This, I'm going to read it to you because I don't want to not do it justice. And then we'll talk about it. And I'm sure I'll interject in between. But early on in this investigation, Christy and I have been saying that we felt like there was some kind of weird, inappropriate, and maybe sexual relationship between Lori Vallow and her brother, Alex Cox. Things were just, it was just too weird. His allegiance to her was a little too much for us. Um, his willingness to do literally anything for her was a little too much for us. Knowing that he had tased her uh, ex-husband, Joe Ryan, and did jail time because of it was a little too much for us. The fact that she, you know, he murdered Charles for her. And, you know, we think shot at Brandon Boudreaux, helped kill both of her children at her behest, his niece and nephew, and also uh, maybe helped kill Tammy, at least shot at Tammy that we know of. What brother does that for their sister, guys? What brother does that for their sister? Maybe this one. So I'm going to share with you a police report. This comes... On September 15th, 2020, from the Chandler Police Department. So here's what it says. This is written by an officer. On September 15th, 2020, I received a message from a person who identified herself as the Debbie. She indicated she had information regarding the Vallow investigation. I asked Debbie to tell me about the information she had. She told me that she was married to Alex Cox several years prior. The marriage lasted for only a year, but they did stay in contact over the years. Debbie said that she had talked with Alex after he was released from jail for the assault on Joe Ryan. Alex had told Debbie that he was still mad at Joseph because of things involving Lori. Remember that Lori had... Uh, had accused Joe Ryan of molesting her kids. She had had him in and out of court a hundred times. Things were very, very tense between them, to say the least. Alex related that the things involved, though, that these things involved custody issues and potential sexual abuse with the children. Debbie says she would ask questions to Alex in order to get more information. Alex would then minimize the topic by indicating they were just focused on getting custody of the children. Debbie was concerned that the abuse had actually ever taken place, indicating she didn't think it had taken place. Alex had indicated to Debbie that he wanted to bait Joe into a fight so that he could kill him in self-defense. It was said in a joking way, but it seemed weird to Debbie as a result of this conversation, she never talked with Alex again. 
Interesting. I asked Debbie how long he was, after he was released, had that talk occurred. She believed it was about two or three months later. I asked if any details of the event had ever been discussed. Debbie said that some details were given. Alex had stated that he used a taser in the event. Joseph had apparently been making it difficult for Lori to get full custody of the children. You know, because he was Tylee's father and didn't want to get just completely erased from her life. Alex claimed it was done in punishment for what Joseph had done sexually to the children and that Joseph deserved to die for it. When questioned about the certainty of the sex abuse claim, there was no indication that the children had ever been examined or as a part of proof. I asked if Alex had said he was trying to kill Joseph. Debbie took it as more of wanting to hurt Joseph, but did make the comment that Joseph deserved to die. Prior to Alex contacting Debbie, she had never heard about the attack on Joseph. Their last communication before this conversation had been a year prior. Debbie just felt that Alex had decided to stop communicating with her. She learned he had been in jail for the previous year and had no means to contact her. Debbie said they were married in 1992 and divorced in 1993. Debbie did not know the family before Alex, or of Alex before they were married. Debbie saw a lot of crazy family dynamics with the family, with Alex. Debbie said these things caused several issues between her and Alex and made her afraid of the family. I asked Debbie to explain. She said there were a lot of inappropriate sexual touching going on in the family. Debbie focused mostly on the touching that happened between Alex and Lori. Debbie said they simulated sex acts. One example was that Alex would pick up Lori and she would wrap her legs around his waist. Alex would bounce Lori up and down on himself. Both would moan and simulate sex acts. This was done in front of Debbie and the family of Lori and Alex. Debbie said there was never any shame noticed with any of this. Debbie said that she had brothers and this behavior was never something that would have been done or tolerated. Debbie told me that the mother and father to Alex and Lori would constantly talk about their sex life in front of everybody. It appeared like it was just a game for everybody. I asked if this behavior continued or if it was just one time. Debbie said it happened every time they were together with his family. Debbie told me that she only lived with Alex for four to five months. She said the family was too weird and she had made a big mistake by marrying Alex. She decided to end the marriage. I asked Debbie if they were part of the LDS faith. She confirmed that both of them had been baptized in the religion, but neither were active members. Debbie said she was baptized and active for only a year of her life. She was not raised in the faith. I asked Debbie how Alex talked about Lori. She said that he was a very protective big brother. He also talked about her as hot and sexualized her quite a bit. They lived in the same apartment complex for a while, and while it seemed like Alex chased her a lot, I asked if there was any suspicion of more than playfulness. She said that she had asked because she had observed him touching Lori's breasts. This was apparently another acceptable thing in their family. 
Alex felt that Debbie was weird for thinking the behavior was weird. Debbie did not think that Alex was sleeping with Lori, only that he had the liberty to touch her. Debbie did confront Alex about this, and he said he never felt like there was anything wrong with it. She asked about it in a way of referring to their own children, and Alex again saw nothing wrong with it. There were arguments about this statement. I don't think that meant they did not have children together. It just meant she was, you know, saying, if we had kids, would that be okay with you? Weird. Very, very weird. I asked Debbie to help me understand how it was that Alex was a protective big brother to Lori. She said that Lori got married quickly and went off to Las Vegas for the wedding. This happened before Debbie married Alex. Alex would talk about wanting to beat up the husband several times. Alex felt that if someone treated Lori wrong or in a way he did not like, he would make threats to beat them up. Debbie never did see him take any action and only talked tough. These events happened in Utah. The visits where the inappropriate actions happened were in California at the parents' house. Debbie believed they were biological brother and sister to the best of her knowledge. I asked Debbie if she had ever known Alex to be violent with anyone other than Joseph. Debbie said she was not aware of any other event where he had been violent. I asked if Alex had ever talked about religion or ideology with her. She said that he had. While they were married, Alex had been excommunicated from the LDS church. Over the course of the years, they stayed in touch. That's new. I don't think we've ever heard that before, that he was excommunicated. You'll find out why. Over the course of the years they stayed in touch, Alex got baptized into the LDS church and then excommunicated again. Alex was still strongly opinionated in the faith, but also was very sexually promiscuous. Alex had told Debbie that he was in, he was this way. Alex said he had a problem with controlling his sex drive and would find it wherever he could. This was the way, even before they were married, Debbie believed the problem would fix itself when they were married. <coughs> Debbie stated that she had wanted to move to Utah after they were married, but Alex wanted to stay in Texas. Alex suddenly came home from work one day and told her they were moving. The move happened very quickly. When they arrived in Utah, Debbie learned that Alex had slept with a 15-year-old girl. I'm going to repair that to Alex had raped a 15-year-old girl because there's no other way for a grown man to have sex with a 15-year-old girl. The father had started to look for Alex to fix the problem. This event did play into the divorce with Debbie along with the sexualization of Lori. Debbie pointed out that Alex had never acted that way with either of the other sisters, Stacy and Summer. I asked Debbie if she had been contacted by anyone and given this information so that she could be included with the investigation. Debbie denied that anyone had approached her and nobody had provided this information to her. Debbie said that she had kept a low profile because she did not want to be in the news, smart, and did not want her children to know. Debbie said she left a tip with Gilbert PD and the FBI and Idaho authorities, but had never heard from any of them. She then realized the tip should have been left with Chandler, and she reached out to let the department know. I asked Debbie why she had decided to come forward at this point. Debbie said after learning what happened in December, she started to reach out to other agencies in January 
Debbie struggled with knowing that Alex had indicated he wanted to get in a fight with Joseph and kill him in self-defense. This sounded too much like with what happened to Charles, and she could not remain silent. Debbie said that she had a brief contact with Summer via Instagram after the death of Alex. Contact information was collected from Debbie, and this completed my interview with her. That, to me, confirmed some things that we have suspected, like I said. Uh, it also just tells you a little bit more about Alex. I think this is such an interesting thing with him, too, because in one of his comedy routines, he said that he was gay. And we have believed that he was gay or maybe just sexually, uh, I don't know, because he was married and she and promiscuous. So we also know that he was taking trips to South America for the purpose of having sex. Was Alex sexually abused as a kid? Was Lori? What the hell was going on in that household that this stuff was normal and okay to them? That also really worries me about Tylee. Interesting how Lori was constantly trying to assert that Joe Ryan had molested the kids. We've read affidavits. We have read counselor's notes. The authorities did not believe her. They didn't think she was telling the truth. Not Tylee. Tylee was a tiny girl. Well, they both were. Uh, but the, the therapists that were involved, the guardian ad litem that was involved, they didn't believe Lori. They didn't really think that what she was saying was true. They felt like she was basically just, uh, you know, crying wolf to try to just erase Joe from the kids' lives because she hated Joe. And she tried that for a long time. And, and you know, it's hard to not wonder if she really did. She and Alex erased Joe, uh, you know, from this life. It sure seems like maybe she did. But, uh, I think that document is really telling. I think that interview is very telling. Now it's just one person's word, but it is somebody that was associated very closely to their family. I wonder what Charles thought of Alex and his uh, strong connection to Lori. I wonder what kind of trouble he had with him, you know, before Alex put two bullets in him. More food for the thought and certainly more um, evidence to help us understand a little bit more about these twisted, perverse people that have uh, ruined so many lives now. So there you have it. Uh, I, I think that, that is, that's a lot of food for thought for everybody. I think that that document is, uh, it just says a hell of a lot. So. There you go. Well, I will let you guys mull over that and uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Thank you so much for being here. This has been the Friday pop-up. Christy will be back tomorrow with another pop-up, and she's telling me that it's a hell of a case. So I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it'll be interesting. So thank you so much for being here. Do something good for yourselves today. You certainly deserve I almost said delete it. You certainly deserve it. <laughs> Take care, guys, and have a good day.